Hello, everyone. Hell has officially frozen over, I believe. Pigs are flying around outside. There must have been a blue moon Monday night because Andrew has left the building. I repeat, Andrew has left the building without a rose. What? Some guy in Austin and I break down the episode by answering the questions that keep you coming back each week for more. For example, has Greg ever seen rain? I I don't know. Did anyone else think of Georgia O'Keeffe during that group date? Who cuddles their mom? And do you wear white linen whilst cuddling? Plus, we have a few theories on what Katie might be thinking after revealing her final four. I'm totally cool with it. Those four guys are the best. Hey, Andrew, uh, call me so we can cuddle. Hey, everyone. I'm Lindsay, and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 223 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm here with some guy in Austin to talk about Katie's journey to find love, which has quickly fallen off the train tracks. It's hot mess, dumpster fire territory, something's going down. And I don't know if anyone saw coming that Andrew did not receive a rose at the end of this episode. What are your thoughts? Um, I thought the whole thing was weird. Uh, mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like that on the show. So she dumps him. And I guess the new thing is they don't have the fat guy in the leather hat to take your suitcase. Like that's mm-hmm. apparent now that they all get to go say goodbye with their suitcase in hand and everyone's supposed to cry. So that was unusual. And then I, I don't really know why he got sent home. Um, I don't think Katie right. does either. And then he leaves the, he apparently purloined some of the Harrison stationery from the, <laughs> the trailer. That's what right? I said. I was like, <laughs> yeah. where'd he get the stationery, man? <laughs> yeah. And uh, he left a note that said something like, if you change your mind, I'll be waiting. And that brings Katie to, you know, the vapors. And she mm. spends, you know, half a day running around the uh, emergency exits in the hotel to find him. <laughs> so I just, it was bizarre. And then I thought, you know, she kind of like you know, throws out a test line and says, you know, well, if you might like to stay, I think maybe I can arrange that. And he says no for whatever reason. And then everybody cries. It was weird. <laughs> I mean, I could go on. We could do 45 minutes on that scene alone because I don't think you knew what was going to happen at the end of it. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe he might come back. It would be controversial. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought maybe um, because of the news that was out about Katie's season being short or whatever, I thought yeah, well, maybe here's short where he, by one yeah, I thought, yeah. Yeah. I thought maybe here's where she makes up her mind. You know, she's she's had a light bulb going over her head over. But um, this is the second guy she's sent home where um, who was it Connor that she sent home where everybody hugged him and he cried and he made mm-hmm. it about her remember and she's like yeah. he put me first and that's the kind of guy you really want and i thought well katie it's your option to keep him <laughs> and she did the same thing with andrew she's like this is a great guy i love him i'm gonna i'm gonna do the you know world record 
triple jump and straddle. I mean, did you see that? It was like a, she took off at like, you know, she did two doors, two doors before, you know, two hotel rooms before where he was standing and she, you know, she landed it. It it was like a, she did. She stuck the landing. Yeah. And, uh, it was amazing. That was, that was perhaps the most, uh, that was the, the best jump and straddle I've ever seen. It's come such a long you way. Know, you know who would have been so proud to see that? Who's that? Cuddle, Cuddle Jean Queen would have loved oh, that. That was super she weird. Would. We'll talk about her. But, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as the Olympics are coming up now, and who knows what that's going to look like because that's getting super weird too. But uh, I was watching a thing on TV, and, and they had like a um, uh, pole vaulting, you know, where they get the big yes. flexible um, – plexiglass or whatever it's made of black plexiglass but you know fiberglass pole mm-hmm. and they run as fast as they can with a giant pole and the pole bends over and they're upside down and then they just fling themselves over the thing um mm-hmm. they were showing that and then they showed like you know i don't know like 50 or 60 olympics ago or whatever and they showed the like the first pole vault guy and it was like a dirt pit and the guy had an actual pole like a wooden pole and he just stuck that thing in the ground, you know, it was like eight feet and he's, he's, a, you know, and that was the original world record. That's what I felt like the jump, how the jump and straddle has evolved now. Um, there's, there's new training involved. There's new technology. Um, Katie had new, um, she, she was wearing, uh, didn't have like any foo-foo clothes on. She had jeans yeah. and, and proper shoes on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and the other thing I want, and I know I've totally hijacked your podcast here, but you know, the other thing I wanted to talk about was, when she goes on the date with Greg, um, she she looked like she was um, going to do some like yard work. She had like yeah, jeans no. <laughs> and a t-shirt on. <laughs> and I'm like, she's done. She have, yeah, like doesn't she have anything cute to? I mean, at least try. I know. <laughs> you know? Like, I on. that's what I said. I mean, I had that exact same outfit in ninth grade. <laughs> I yeah, wore well, that yeah. probably yeah, for like, well, you know a Friday and. April when I'm ready for school to be over. Right. It was it like, was you know, student so council, condemned. like getting, getting ready for the, for the Valentine's dance. You show up early to decorate and something like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're hanging like cray paper and streamers in that outfit. <laughs> but you know, you know, the other thing that, that struck me about that was I just, I, I pictured, you know, cause she's been a fun hater. Like, from day mm-hmm. one, you know, she's just not very positive. And uh, I just picture like ABC wardrobe showing up with like a rack of clothes, like maybe Franco mm-hmm. Lacosta was in there or something or yeah. whatever. And he's like, how about this cute little summer dress? How about this, you know, whatever. And she's like, eh, not really feeling it. I'm just going to go with the mom jeans and the t-shirt today. <laughs> <laughs> Which well, matched the- Greg, by the way. But that, that yeah. is something else. I mean, let's <laughs> talk about that because... If I ever came out of my room, like, you know, I'm married now, but let's just, if I ever oh, came out of my room. this was going to be one of my questions. Have oh, you and some guy ever matched? No. And I think one time we did, and she, like the same color, it wasn't like the same outfit or whatever, but I think I had the same color shirt that she had on. And I remember we were going dancing. So she had jeans and boots and I had jeans and boots, but we had the same color shirt on. She had a, a blouse on. I had like some, and, uh. She made the mistake when I walked out. I didn't notice it first. She goes, oh, we match. And I'm like, change. About face. Exactly exactly what happened. I was like, no, that can't happen. So you don't think that's cute? No, no, no. That's, uh, it's just, you might as well, it's just, 
and this may be outdated, but it, you might as well just castrate the guy that, I mean, I just, it's, it's like the guy you see at the airport waiting at the bottom of the escalator with flowers. I mean, you just look what? at that guy and you're like, come on. No, bro. that's nice. Grow a that's pair. Nice. So you think that if they're, if they're matching, so Greg, obviously Greg gets a one-on-one, which mm-hmm. in and of itself is controversial because that means he has had two one-on-ones and there are two guys left who haven't had any one-on-ones being Mike and the Canadian. Yeah, Mike the Virgin and the Canadian, the Mockingjay. And, and so Greg gets to go and, Obvious. Did you see his reaction when his name was read? It looks like he didn't want to go. Anyway, it looked like he was just told. It looked like he was just told that he had a venereal disease or something. He was like, (laughs) "Oh man, I can't believe it." So she, you know how they, whenever we're in quarantine and we're stuck on the resort, there's. Remember how they pretended to go to each other's cities and so she's doing that saying i'm gonna bring a little bit of seattle to you and so they they arrive and they're matching so that was gonna be my first quiz that that's a strike against them that they're matching yeah but i have a a cool question for you so let's just assume you're the abc intern just put yourself in those those shoes so your boss like fleiss mike fleiss looks at you and he says all right we're gonna do a seattle date i need you to find me 15 rubber fish. Mm-hmm. Where do you go? Easy. Easy peasy. Really? Oriental trading. Oriental trading. Amazon. Did... Target. <laughs> to get 15 rubber fish? I would I, sure. I would have no idea. What, like, I would be like, Mr. Fleiss, I, I really want to be, I really want this job, but I have no idea where to get 15 rubber fish. Amazon has everything. Party City. Party City. <laughs> Party the Halloween City. section. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. So here they are, and they're pretending to do the fish toss with these mm-hmm, rubber fish. Mm-hmm. It, 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 again, didn't land, but some of the fish slapped him in the face when she was throwing him. Is, is that a strike against them? Fish slapping in your face? Yeah, he has to be more athletic than that. Okay. You know, I, right. I think he was kind of being silly and pretending like it was, you know. I mean, he, yeah. That was just, I think we saw nervous tension. It was, it was awkward okay. and... You know, next up, oysters. Neither of them could open the oysters, so they're slamming yes. them against the ground. And then he makes her eat an oyster. She gags and pukes it up in a bush. Is that a strike mm-hmm. against them? Yeah, I mean, not against them, but you know, there's that really puts a damper on the making out, <laughs> at least for the immediate future, right? I mean, you've got you've got to mentally, okay. you've got to process the fact that your date just threw up in a bush. <laughs> Okay. After making her eat the oyster that you, you forced it down her throat. Okay. Yeah. And then they go to the famous bubblegum wall where they're mm-hmm. chewing each other's bubblegum and blowing bubbles in each other's faces. Is that and Seattle thing? Is it? Cause I don't yeah, know it's a real wall. Oh, okay. So is it where people yeah. stick bubblegum? Yes. It's just no. a huge wall full of bubblegum that has been stuck there, you know, COVID, but what, you know, how did you, I was about to say, I wouldn't see you liking that part of the date. No, I, people, no, I mean, that, that might, you might as well just, well, I mean, that's disgusting. Cities pay people <laughs> literally to do nothing else but go scrape bubble gum off sidewalks and other places. Why would you make that the centerpiece of anything in your, in your beautiful city? Mm-hmm. 
don't know. It's 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 magical. Wishes are granted. Eat, do you eat oysters? No. Really? But I, I chew a them. lot of bubble gum. I chew a yeah, lot. Yeah, that was of my gum. next question. I I, I mm-hmm. um. I, what's your brand of choice? Do you have a brand? Hubba Bubba. <laughs> they still make seriously. That? Yes, they do. Stephanie yeah. found me a bag about maybe three years ago, like a huge bag of Hubba Bubba, and I almost cried. It's my wow. favorite. Double so bubble our, is not so much, but I mean, I'll take it in the pinch. What, but I prefer what's your bubble. what's your what you, well double bubble turns into wax after about ten it does. minutes. Agree that. It does. What about your uh, what's your favorite flavor of like a, of a Hubba regular? Bubba. There, oh, well, just the pink, regular bubble gum. Oh, so I was going to say, have you ever tried like the watermelon kind? Because um, yes, oh that my will gosh. make you. No, there's one disgust- right here in my hand right now. Watermelon gum is disgusting. Yes. It, 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 it will make you drool like um, <laughs> like a baby. <laughs> and you put that thing in your mouth and it's just like, this is the most disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, What's I, your go-to gum? Yours probably minty. Now, I have I a minty like, go-to gum. I, I like, like an big, Orbit sweet mint. Well, big red cinnamon. Um, it, you know, like okay. the cinnamon, the big red. That, that I'll was, allow that's it. Yeah. However, um, I did, I have been buying lately. You know, it comes in like a little um, plastic cup and there are these little tiny little cubes and they're like mm-hmm. spearmint or mint. I don't know what, what brand it is. It might be Orbit. Those little, you know, they're like little, they look like tiny little like marshmallows. Ice. Something ice. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like tiny little marshmallows. Mm-hmm. So I've been buying those. And I, um, I usually these days unconsciously, like I don't look at what stuff costs, particularly at a gas station. Like I'll get a Coke and whatever and, you know, just throw it on the counter. I'm not really price conscious when I buy my gas station stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I was, uh, I, I went to Dallas uh, last weekend and I was on a, uh, you know, I went in and for some reason, I was standing in line behind somebody and was just kind of mulling over a candy purchase. And I thought, well, <laughs> I don't want to chew any more sunflower seeds because that's kind of my go-to when I'm on my road yeah. trip, you know, sunflower okay. seeds. And I was like, my mouth is too salty. So I got a big bottle of water and I said, I'm going to get some gum too. And the, the freaking, uh, that, that gum and the plastic thing with all the, the marshmallowy things with the flex mm-hmm. of flavor mm-hmm. in it, it was like four bucks. And I thought, Wow. <laughs> You're paying for that plastic yeah, bowl. Four dollars for <laughs> gum. You know, do you remember the big red, the little, the little foil pack? It was like five sticks. Yeah. And yeah. I remember I would ride my bike to Stop and Go, which was this convenience mm-hmm. store not close to my house. And uh, it had it, 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 it. They didn't even let Big Red, whoever the folks are at Big Red, didn't even let like the guy at the store price it. It had built into the packaging. Yes. A, circle that said 25 cents and 25 cents three yep. quarter up there and you'd say look dude i don't know what you're going to charge me for this but <laughs> big red right here says you can only charge me 25 cents <laughs> did you ever chew the big league that was pretending oh, yeah, to yeah. be <laughs> it came in a pouch pretty good. shredded like tobacco that was the best i mean you could that was the stuff when we were kids you could get away with right do you remember candy cigarettes i do <laughs> Yeah, you, you puffed him, and then like a puff of sugar. Just one puff out. of sugar came out. <laughs> yeah, and then you would just eat it. You'd eat the whole cigarette, mm-hmm. and it was just gum. That was the best, mm-hmm. dude. That was just, I mean, so that good. was when, you know, and then you would just go play lawn darts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well. Remember those? It was like 14 inches long, and like seven of those 14 inches was a big metal spike you'd just throw in the air. <laughs> Great. No warning. You just pull them out and throw them around. 
Those were the those were the days. <laughs> Wasn't it? Those were the right. days. You were right. doing we have, lawn we darts. Were kids, let's see, we didn't have rubber fish. <laughs> we had lawn darts, and we had to be aware. <laughs> you had to be responsible. Get out of the way before that spike yeah. hits you in the head. You were throwing lawn darts with spikes, and I was yeah. roller skating around my swimming pool because that's a smart thing to do. Yeah, that's safe. And too. I, wow. I mean, I used to ask my mom. I would say, "Mother, we would sink down to the bottom if we fell in. What would what? You weren't there. What were you yeah. doing?" And she said, "Y'all are strong swimmers. You would be fine." <laughs> well, the reason you're strong swimmer is because you can kick your feet. Which is pretty much eliminated when you've got seven pounds on each leg with wheels on it. Anyway, we're way off track here. We're We're way off, way off. Right, Katie, we're off the rails. We've taken a strong right turn. Let's get back. I want to talk about Greg's reaction to the rain. It's as if he'd never seen fake rain before because Katie makes it rain in a literal way because it rains in Seattle. And so they make out and kiss in the rain and he's lifting her up and twirling her and doing all the things. I think kissing in the rain is romantic, but if you're kissing in fabricated rain, is that as romantic? Yeah, I think so. Now, I I was actually relieved that um, Max or Dan Plache or... Um, Lane Martin, Hardy. Land, Mar- Martin Landau, <laughs> yeah, Lane Hardy, whatever his name is, wasn't there. Because um, I was curious, I saw the rain, I thought, well, how are they going to mix a musical guest? Right, and the they get electrocuted. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, and even when I the bet Chase guitar, Rice could have pulled it off. Chase Rice could have pulled it off for sure. Too busy sl- sleeping with Victoria <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> oh, okay. Greg has a rose, he gets the rose. And, and so he's, he's locked in. We knew that. We then go to this group date and the names that are called are Blake, Justin, Michael, Andrew, and Brendan. Uh-oh, the Canadian is on a group date, which means he does not get a one-on-one. So he decides to go, which I think was cool of him. He goes and tells Katie, hey, you know, I didn't get a one-on-one. He, he, he approaches it in the wrong way though. He's saying, I really think you're great. And I think we could be good at, at hometown. So, you know, don't forget about me kind of talk. He shouldn't have done that. He should have just graciously exited the show. Instead, she lets him leave. How do you feel about him putting on chapstick before he went into her room? Again, there's so many just non sequiturs. (laughs) First of all, you know that like, he did that, and they they caught it on film. And somebody had a a good time in the editing room, going, "We have oh, to, yeah. we have to air this." Oh yeah, um, he was I prepping guess, moist lips for some sort of makeout sesh. Exactly, that's that was my take. Um, do you do you uh, do you have any friends that are um, have a weird relationship with chapstick? I do. I, I don't want to say their names out loud. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I but have yes. one of my one of my friends. <laughs> He he texted. This is without any sense of irony. He was, you know, he he started traveling again post COVID, and we're on a group text, and he and he texts, and he says, like in in a very indignant way, like first traveling since you know COVID got to my Marriott and called down for lotion and chapstick, and they don't even stock that. 
What? And yeah, this is this is a grown man. And 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 uh, I mean the the pile on that occurred on that text <laughs> chain was legendary. <laughs> but he's where wherever like I've known this guy since I was you know like eight nine years old. He's one of my best friends ever, and um, he's just always always has chapstick and like lotion on his on his person somewhere and i just well, i don't get it does a hotel normally have chapstick exactly, exactly right. I sh- right i should put you on the text change and you you can ask you can ask these questions that everyone's like like what what hotel <laughs> you know like Nobody hands out chapstick. Nobody like, hands like, out chapstick. I guarantee you there's a Walgreens <laughs> within walking distance. Just go and buy some chapstick. I'm sure if he digs deep enough in one of the pockets of his suitcase, he'll find a chapstick too, if it's that important to him. Yeah, well, yeah, or maybe he lost it because that's what I, I, I buy have. like chapstick and I lose. I, I can't keep up. Are you a chapstick brand chapstick person? No, like that's the like blue uh, chapstick. You know, no, you might as well rub a candle on your lips. Um, I, I like Carmex. <laughs> and, Carmex um, burns. No, well, that's kind of gratifying in a way. Mm-mm. And and I also use the um, Blistex, the green one, which is good. Mm-hmm. I like that because it's me- it's medicated. Uh huh. And you're having mm-hmm. you're having trouble with your lips being cracked. You I, live I, in the hottest just, city in the world. In the in in the quote unquote winter sometimes and then also if I travel like if I go to a dry city like Colorado or I mean dry state mm-hmm. like Colorado or Arizona or something yeah my lips get chapped whether it's hot or cold or whatever outside just okay. because some we you and I live in per, you know perpetual ninety eight percent humidity yes. and people mm-hmm. come to Austin they're like it's so humid here I'm like yeah drive three hours to the southeast and uh, just mm-hmm. hang out in Houston it's ten times worse. I walked outside yesterday to my car and walked back inside and I was just felt like I was walking in a giant's mouth. It was so gross. Just bleh. anyway. Yeah, or another, let's talk- another, another, another orifice. So mm-hmm. speaking of orifices, let's talk about <laughs> the. <laughs> Your transitions this. I mean, I know it's episode 225 or whatever. Like, I mean, you, again, we're talking like the first podcast was like the, you know, the wood pole and the pole vault. And now you've got the fiberglass. Your transitions are fiberglass and flexible. I mean, brilliant. Thanks. We're both a little punchy today. I don't know what's going on with us. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yes. Speaking of orifices, let's talk about the group date. Uh, let's not talk about the group date. Let's just slide right past the group date because it was dumb. It was so dumb. The Canadian Mockingjay is gone. You've got Blake, Justin, Michael, Andrew. They're looking at flowers that are supposed to look like another part of the human anatomy. And the <sighs> artist is there and she's getting upset because Blake is just tearing her art apart saying it's messy and gross and then they have to make art and it's just dumb yeah um refresh my memory who was the was the artist that one guy that was a really good artist is he still there or did he was that another yes, season that's justin justin yes. okay yeah so that's what i thought but i can't remember if, if he was but the guy what's odd is that his art it was this 
pretty flower in the middle and then stick figures on either side. It's like he's maybe a, a one hit wonder with his art. He knows how to do a rose and then he did stick figures on the side. And then Michael did a sculpture of a butt and then yep. Andrew did something with sushi and then Blake did something that they had to put a black box over. Yeah. Now, if you recall, he also, I think he made a sculptured p when he was on Claire's season. So, because, you know, he's sex positive, so he can do things mm. like that. Yeah. Um, I could have done without that description. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I, I thought that the the artist lady should have been sued by Georgia O'Keefe, who's been doing um, <laughs> anatomy flowers for, what, a hundred years. Uh, so that wasn't really an original idea, a flower as a female sex organ. I mean, come on, that's, mm-hmm. you know, not really imaginative. I want to talk about uh, just really quickly during the cocktail party of this group date, what we learn from the four guys, because that's going to help us at the end, try to figure out what in the world Katie is doing with her life. Blake is first up. He exudes confidence so much so that he says, my mom is going to love you, which is him telling her, I pretty much know I'm going to hometown base. That's very confident. That is what they call in the sales business, a presumptive close. It's a presumptive close. And then he follows it up with big time making out. Then we have Justin who presents her some butterfly portrait. And he says something along the lines of you've helped me to grow and evolve. And and it lasted maybe 30 seconds as all of the footage of Justin does. Then we have Michael and she asks him, Hey, do you think you're ready for this? And he tosses that hot potato right back at her and says, Hey, are you ready to be a mom? And she says something about anytime I give you a rose, I'm giving it to James too. And I don't want to force anything on you, but whatever happens, we will figure this out as we go. And Michael loves that answer and thinks she's great. And he goes in for the kiss without asking for permission. And then last we have Andrew. He says, I don't really know what I'm doing, but, you know, I play football overseas, but I would be willing to give that up for you. And she says, well, no, 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 don't do that yet. We could have two houses because, because, you know, we will figure it out as we go, which has now become Katie's mantra. Just figure it out as we go. And Uh, he thinks that that's the greatest answer ever. And that, Uh, and that she has so much faith in him. Right. We've known each other for, in, in a, in a pressure cooker for 28 days, we've spent maybe three, um, three times alone together for a short mm-hmm. period of time with cameras all around us. Um, and I would like to launch our future relationship by living apart for sex. I mean, it's right. just, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Which is how they all do. <laughs> well, I guess. When's the last time you saw Tasha with Zach? It's been a while. Uh, I mean, I'm calling that one. Yeah, I'm calling that one. Um, so then she gives the rose to Michael and everybody who I was watching with, we all kind of went, oh, wait, what? Huh? What? Cause we yeah. all are thinking Michael's going to self eliminate because of his that's kid. Right. Well, guess yep. what? Not this episode. So that screws us all over. Wouldn't what are we going to do after? Wouldn't that be great after hometowns if the kid was just a super brat and he hated Katie. That would be just great. <laughs> if he just threw a tantrum. <laughs> 
And, I don't want you. No. Yeah, just you're not even my real mom. You're no, mean. Yeah, you wear t-shirts <sighs> and mom jeans. I don't. You know, you're not even dressed up. <laughs> oh, so Michael gets the rose. Andrew looks shocked. Blake looks shocked. Justin, we never see him on camera anyway. And so then you're thinking, well, gosh, there's 30 minutes left. You know, we have one more one-on-one. So this is Mike. Now, let me ask you this question. If you put on your application for The Bachelorette that you are scared of heights, what will they make you do? Probably climb a bridge and talk about how it's a metaphor for your relationship. If you put on your application for The Bachelorette that public speaking terrifies you, what will they make you do? They would make you talk about your wiener in front of a group <laughs> of strangers. And and after sitting you down with two drag queens and making you write a speech about it. <laughs> if you put on your application for the bachelor that you're scared of bumper cars what will they make you do well yeah i mean you'd be in a bumper car and what was that like well, who, who was that what was her name golly you remember that she had like a, a legit and it was car like, trauma yeah it wasn't like i was in a car wreck and whatever it was actual she was yeah you know it wasn't someone like, bumped was her actually afraid of bumper cars so if you put on your application that you are a virgin, what are they going to make you do? They're going to make you put on white linen and roll around with a woman you're attracted to in front of another middle-aged weird woman who thinks that's an acceptable way to interact on your first date. Did I get it right? Exactly. Yes. They make you dress like you're in a cult and yep. then they bring Cuddle Queen Jean over and make Which you... Which was the weirdest. I mean, the weird... That was... And, you know, Katie couldn't stop laughing. Even they thought it was. She's right. Like, oh. and, and the, they the thought this queen. was so dumb. Mm. Yeah. And she was like, well, sometimes that's a substitute because it's awkward. And I thought going, it's not awkward <laughs> except for your weird cuddle class or whatever you're trying to impose upon. Yes, she was very upset that they were laughing. She wanted them to take it seriously. Is cuddle queen Jean weirder or more awkward than Mike admitting that Katie reminds him of his mom. That was creepy. <laughs> um, I don't know if you if you're familiar with the the, the character Oedipus in literature, um, but that was he said it like a bunch of times too. He did. Now, he said it too this. many times. As a as a female, um, uh, I know I always point that out before I ask you a girl question, but you know you're a female, and mm -hmm. uh, so, so you're on a date. And things mm -hmm. are going really well. And the guy stops and looks deeply into your eyes. And he says, gosh, I'm having such a great time. You remind me of my mother. And then five minutes later, he tells you that again. <laughs> and then when you're in an intimate cuddle pose later, he whispers it to you. I know. I, know. I was creeped out. I, I was oh. so uncomfortable. Yeah, I wasn't even oh. capable. I felt like his arms were around me when he was. I was like, "Oh my gosh, you remind me of my mother." I mean, no. It's it's one thing to say like like if, if you know if you if the love of your life is playing with your children, it's one thing to say 
you know, you, you're, you remind me of my mother because she was such a good mom or something like mm-hmm. that. It's right. totally different when you're in, in Cuddle Queen's class Cuddle. to just <laughs> relate that to your mom. She was holding him up against her breast at one time, you know, like in a, a baby yeah. pose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, which makes it creepier. Am I the only yes, one that was just... creeped out by that? Were you creeped no, out by no, no, that? No, yes, I was creeped out by okay, that. Good. Yes. Okay. The whisper yeah. part was the one I was going, mm, 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 And in what he's whispering, and then this is what he whispers too. I'm going to whisper it. This is what he says. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to plug my ears. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. I'd rather have my heart broken a hundred times over than break someone's heart. You remind me of my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Are we laughing just to because it's awkward? Is that why? I don't know. According to, according to Cuddle Jean or whatever her name is. That's My palms were sweating. I'm I know. so I just, super uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm gonna mm. have to wash wash my earbuds after this <laughs> podcast. <'cause... sighs> so the minute that he says that, you see Katie's face just kind of go, "Oh crap!" Yeah, he's he's done. He's yeah. done. He's done. And she lets him go, and he says something really nice. You know, I'm rooting for you. So then we get to the rose ceremony, and yeah. my goodness, we have two roses left. We have. Mm-hmm. Andrew, um, Andrew no, no. and Justin, because she gives Blake one straight away. And so everybody's thinking, well, it's Andrew. She pauses a good, I don't know, 30 seconds, takes several deep breaths. And then she says, Justin, what was mm-hmm. your reaction? I think Justin is more physically attractive to her, but she likes Andrew more emotionally. Okay. And, um, remember she sent, um, Connor home because there was no physical attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, and then she cried because this is the kind of guy you want. You know, he's rooting mm-hmm. for me. And I think she made the same mistake with Andrew. She, she's, she's the the deciding factor is physical attraction. I think between those two, mm-hmm. and I think okay. that's why she made the decision. That's total speculation, but okay. I, that's what I think that because it was a toss up for her. You could see it. It really was. Yeah, it really was. Who do you think had the bigger goodbye reaction, Andrew and Katie or Connor and the guys who cried more? Connor and the guys, for sure. I, I think there, there are more bro-mance types of things going on. <laughs> here's here's what's sad. Katie escorts Andrew out to the rejection bench where they have a little discussion. And she says, I can't look your mom and sister in the eyes during hometown if I'm not feeling it 100%. And so they mm-hmm. cry really hard. Both of them do really, really hard, hard tears. Mm-hmm. Then, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, he comes the next day because he doesn't want their good, goodbye to be so sad. So yay and goodbye. And then he hands her the note from the official Chris Harrison stationery, mm-hmm. And it says, as you said, if there's a, um, no, no, it says, if you change your mind, I'll be waiting. But she reads it after he leaves. And so she's on this frantic search for him. And it did you notice the swell of music and this dramatic mm-hmm. just soundtrack that was the background of it? And as you say, she launches into him and they hug and then she puts him down and then it becomes very dramatic music. Because but, but, she did, says, 
if there's a way for you to stay, would you stay? Yeah. And he says, no, which contradicts the whole, if you change your mind, I'll be waiting. Yeah. He wasn't exactly waiting, was he? Mm-mm. Do you think he will be the next Bachelor? No. Really? You're the I first person I've asked who said no. I don't know. Um, it's not going to be Thomas. Why? That's all I Why would I he not be up for being the next Bachelor? I guess he would. I don't know. Is he going to paradise or not? N- not yet. They haven't said it if he is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't, I, to be honest with you, until you asked me that question, I didn't really think about it. But I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess the possibility um, makes sense. I don't know. I think they're, I think Andrew is definitely, just because he's so nice and he's so level headed and he's also so funny, he has a, a great personality. He just seems like a, a really good, option in my opinion yeah so let's put that aside for just a minute andrew's gone so we have greg blake michael and justin we know i don't know i guess we don't know but we can assume that michael self-eliminates next week would you agree with that yeah i think something happens i mean we 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 got um remember there was but it was weird because when he was facetiming his kid Remember, mm-hmm. like in the previews, he you saw him crying on mm-hmm. with the, on the phone. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's another edit to this or whatever. Um, there's some buzz too that I've seen that Michael is the next Bachelor, but I don't know how that works because the last I, guy to have a kid was Mesnick, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, and he left his kid, but Emily Maynard brought her kid. So I'm not yeah. sure, or no, they went to Emily Maynard's hometown. Sorry, sorry. So yeah, little, little Ricky, Ricky could stay in her, in her, in wing, her wing of the mansion. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about this. If Michael self-eliminates before hometowns, what we have seen in previews, we see Justin with somebody in his family. We see Blake with somebody in his family. We do not see Greg with anyone in his family, but that could just be editing. So if Michael self-eliminates, Next week, we know is mental all, and it's an episode. Mm-hmm. So that would be hometown episodes. And then we have two more weeks after that. So it doesn't seem like with Michael self eliminating, there's something else dramatic that has to happen in between there before the finale, which is on August 9th. Katie wrote that on her Instagram. Mm. Okay. So who do you think it's going to be? At the end? If Michael, yes, if Michael self-eliminates. I think it's between Greg and Blake. I think Justin is an outlier. Okay. Um, and I think that she makes the, the as, as these people are inclined to do, she makes a poor decision. So I think it has to be Blake. Blake, yeah. That's what Greg I was. Greg makes too much sense. Yeah. <laughs> Greg is the one who hasn't ever watched the show, who doesn't understand how it works, who's all caught up into how can you be in love with that guy and tell him you love him, but also tell me you love me. And then Blake is just there. He something Blake skeeves me out. I don't know if it's the beard. I don't know if it's the rather luscious bottom lip. I don't know what it is, but he skeeves me out and something's off with him. And it just seems like he wants to be famous, but I think she picks him because of the chemistry, right? Like she's more inclined to go chemistry versus 
Right. She's very sex forward, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. And that that was my theory earlier was, you know, between Andrew and Justin, she's more attracted physically to Justin. And that's why she chose him. I think she's, you know, she's thinking with her, the the flower part of her anatomy. Her Georgia O'Keeffe. Her Georgia Mm -hmm. (laughs) O'Keeffe. Exactly. Georgia. Georgia A whole day through Just an old sweet song Keeps that Georgia on Hey, thank you all for listening. I wanted to let you know that we have a bachelorette bracket together with amazing folks over at Last Night's Game. I've left a link in the show notes so you can check it out. It's super fun, super easy. Takes about 30 seconds to fill out. Well, actually about 10 now that we're down to the final four, but it's so fun. Check it out. And if you'd like to read a recap of the seventh episode of Katie's Season, head on over to IHateGreenBeans.com for years and years and years of content. I know that the comments read more button is messed up and I'm working on it. Thank you for those who have told me. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts or even subscribe. That helps too. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay, that's L-I-N-C-E-E on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books with actual pages, Why I Hate Green Beans and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there until we're together again. Love you, mean it. Texas forever. Georgia on my mind Oh, just an old sweet song Keeps Georgia on Georgia